to another episode of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. I welcome you to 2015 and our first podcast of the new year. I hope you had a great start and um, so let's get right into it. My name is Bettina Deda. I'm an interior stylist, writer and author of a book called Downsize with Style. Today we are discussing a way to live a more meaningful life after retiring or downsizing and how you can find satisfaction and enjoyment through working part-time or volunteering in your retirement years. Especially after downsizing and um, yeah, selling a big house with lots of chores, people often um, free up time for hobbies, traveling and just doing the things they are passionate about and they like to do. And um, some downsize but are not retiring from the workforce. Others may have retired from the workforce but would like to pick up something new and do something different and just um, enjoy working a few hours and contributing their knowledge, their expertise to a community or a school or other businesses. This can bring satisfaction and enjoyment and also help you to live a more meaningful life. Um, yeah, so if you have downsized and freed up some time um, to focus on your personal growth, for example, your passion, stay tuned to this podcast to hear how you can make your dreams come true. Today I have, um, I'm here and I have invited Bill Marlowe to the show. He's the director of Grace Assist, a seniors and retirees employment agency. And his goal is to place um, quality, mature staff who can contribute to a business success by offering their experience, knowledge, or even mentoring capabilities. So he's helping senior people um, who have gathered a lifetime of knowledge and ex experience to find part-time work and to do what they are passionate about. So hello, Bill. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks, Bettina. And yourself? I'm good, good, yeah. All good. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> so uh, maybe we start and you um, tell our listeners what um, was your inspiration to start Grace Assist and to start this service to help um, people who retire to go back into the workforce. Would love, would love to. First of all, thanks for the opportunity. I really want to get this message out there. Uh, I started this just over a year ago. And the reason I did it is because I've, I go for a coffee with my dear wife most mornings. And when I've been sitting down there, what have I seen? It's so many seniors and retirees or semi-retirees are just older workers. They are sitting down there. They, they're having their coffee. They don't look so happy. So after a week or two of this, I went, I started speaking with people. As you can see, I'm a very embarrassed person. I'm always happy to speak with people. So I, I found out that uh, the story has been very similar all the way through. Here are people who, for some reason or other, whether the company went down, they're retrenched, uh, changed, uh, for very, whatever reason it may be, they mm. no longer have employment, full-time employment, or in most cases they don't have employment at all mm. but still they're too young to be sitting around doing nothing because i'm a firm believer that as we get older we have to continue to work and we have to keep our minds active and we have to have an interest in whatever we're doing that keeps the mind healthy and it keeps the body healthy mm. so i decided look i have to start giving something back to the community so what i did i started Gray's assist with the purpose of assisting 
the older workers, the seniors and the retirees. So how am I doing that? I'm trying to find them at least temporary or part-time work, something that gives them a an opening back into the workforce for themselves, preferably, preferably in the areas that they have been working in in the past. Why? Mm. Is because they have a lifetime of experience yeah. in those areas. They have all the knowledge, all the networking, all the leads that any company could want. Now, the only drawback I have seen to this is the more or less reluctance of the employer to take on an older worker. Employers have to realize that the older worker is an asset for them, not a liability at all. Mm. So I formed this company. I'm getting people out there. I'm trying to get as many as possible back into the workforce. What happens with them when they get into the workforce is I hope, and it's happened on a number of occasions, that they've shown that they're beneficial. They're an advantage. They, they're something that the company is spending a lot of money to try to get, but here it is walking past their offices every day. And that's the mm. people with all the leads that a company is looking for. So I've been lucky in doing this. I enjoy it. I don't enjoy some of the stories I hear from the people, but I certainly do enjoy trying to help the older workers, the seniors and the retirees to get back into work again. Mm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I've just read um, recently or discovered recently as um, a research paper from the um, uh, which was called Rural Australia Institute. So it's about all the oh no, the regional Australia Institute. Sorry, so it's about all the um, regions in Australia outside the big cities, and they had um, it was called the rise of the super boomers. And it was all about how baby boomers basically contribute in um, in rural areas or in regional areas because a lot of move out of cities to regional Australia, to out of Sydney up the coast or something, for example. And then um, they said that 39% of the workforce in these regions are baby boomers. So it's, um, it's a lot of people who... Um, Who are there now and they're becoming more and more now with the population change who can contri contribute to their yeah their knowledge and everything to other people's businesses or to the community so um, how does it work if someone is interested so the one basically you the guys you meet in the coffee shops <laughs> every day so what, what you talk to them and how does it then work if they are interested to um, do something about it I, I'll give you all the details now, but let me just pick up on that point that you mm, just mentioned. Mm. Uh, yeah, regional Australia, you can say, yes, 39% of the workforce out there are baby boomers because people are moving out of the city. Uh, they move out of the city for various reasons, but there's actually two movements. One is to regional Australia, mm. where there's 30% are out there. The reason it's 30% or, let's say, it's fairly high is because... The younger generation are moving into the city because they see that's where the commercial life is, that's mm. where the excitement is for them, that's where the opportunities are for them. Whereas if you look at the baby boomers, what they do, it, they're migrating out of the city for a better life. Yeah. In most cases, so, they're, they're, they're looking towards retirement and they mm. will be going out to retirement, but they want to go to nice places. Now, that's one movement. The other movement that I've seen in what I've been doing in the past with my other companies, which I, I, I put aside now, was that uh, we were dealing with the <laughs> retirement villages. 
and uh, I won't say aged care, let's stick with the retirement villages, I prefer to have that, uh, that level, mm. is people have been moving out to retirement villages, not because they feel they have to retire, but mostly because they want to downsize a little. They, yeah. they, they've reached the stage where I don't need this big house any longer. I, I don't need uh, uh, all of this, uh, this garden. I want to have something, some other quality of life. So they've actually moved into retirement villages because the houses are smaller, because there's a community around them, because all of their friends are still around them, because people don't move more than five kilometers away from where they're living into retirement villages. So they still have all the amenities, the knowledge of the area, the friends around them, mm. but they have now they have a, a, a sort of a safer community that they feel comfortable with because everyone in that community is their they're similar age to themselves. Yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these people continue to run their businesses either out of the retirement village or the community center or whatever. Yeah. It's not a question of they 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 stop and they retire and they lie back and they die. Far from it. They are mm. still active in the retirement villages and they want to remain active in the retirement mm. villages. Now, as regards uh, getting in touch with uh, with ourselves, uh, what what I suggest is two ways to do it. First of all, is to go to the the, the website www.grazeassist.com.au there are uh, a few clicks away from contact with us whether it's through information at the Graze Assist uh, whether it's at employees at Graze Assist whether it's at candidates or alternatively they can phone directly over to the office which is 02-8604-4050 and if they really want to they can phone me directly they're mm. more than welcome zero four double two seven double nine three four nine and I will happily try to assist them as much as I can to ensure that at least they they have an opportunity to get back into the workforce I, I, I actually have people from different age groups I have people at 30 years old 35 40 years old uh, uh, trying to get in touch with me it's not the core direction that I'm going with younger ones, but again, if I can help them. Right yeah, now. yeah. So what, what are the services then exactly that you're offering? You basically, if someone says, I'm a, I was a lawyer or something, you know, and yes, um, yes, yes, yeah, so you're what, right. I, I, how does it then work? So you... I, I, I'm primarily, I'm primarily dealing with uh, 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 office-orientated people. There's a reason for it is because the uh, the people who've been out working most of their lives uh, in the uh, the trades and whatnot, they really want to rest anyhow. Uh, they have apprentices who are doing this uh, heavy workforce for them. Whereas the, the office workers themselves, as you say, the uh, lawyers, the accountants, mm. the IT people, the secretaries, the office managers, the office staff, mm. Mm. They want to get back into the workforce. So by getting back into the workforce, what they are doing is I'm finding them in jobs in the workforce, in the offices, in the, the type of employment they've had in the past. So what services? You ask what services. I'm finding these services preferably, preferably in the, the business that they've been in so that they mm. feel comfortable. They feel as if they're moving into a job that they are confident that they can mm. do. Mm. And confident that they can help. Now, what we are doing is to take to ease the pressures on them as regards all of the uh, uh, the paperwork associated with work. Is we are doing that ourselves. We're making the contracts with them 
we're making the contracts with the employer so that and it's totally transparent they can see the the contracts I have no issues with this at all in in our company and uh, we are also doing the the pay for them we're doing the uh, uh, the uh, superannuation for them and we're producing the pay slips for them so basically what we're doing for them is giving them I believe giving them a step up and a step back into the workforce making it as easy as possible for them to get back into the workforce make this move from semi-retirement from sitting on a a coffee stool having coffee all day or playing bowls all day move around get back into the workforce get the gray cells working again and take it mm. from there that's that's we we've had situations where people have uh, actually uh, gone back into work for the companies themselves happily happ I'm very happy to see that where they feel confident enough and especially where the uh, employer feels happy enough to take people back in on a permanent basis. Mm. So uh, just to make clear if I understood that right, so basically if you have um, found someone a job, they still stay in contact with you, these people. It's not that they then basically say, you say, okay, that's your job, and they say thank you, and then they go for work. So you do all the paying, for uh, the, the salaries yes. and everything for them, so they yes. still are in yes. contact with you while they are working there, sort of. Well, why is because uh, yeah. as we mentioned at the beginning that most of the people who uh, are working through us are working on a part-time mm. or temporary basis so basically it's a uh, uh, someone has to take care of all of the the part-time or temporary mm -hmm. uh, documentation that goes with it employers they're not permanent people in an, in a company they're actually uh, part-timers in a mm. company so it's like having an employment agency taking care of them so we oh, are yeah. we you could call it a I prefer to call it a placement company, but you can call it a, a, an employment agency if you mm. want. But very, like myself, it's a very old term. So, uh, you know, that yeah. being the case, uh, we're taking care of them. But if they do get permanent uh, positions in there, Definitely. good luck to them. Yeah. Let the employer take care of them, be happy with them, let mm. them be happy with the employer. I hopefully don't have to hear from them again because they continue to work. Mm. So they can continue all all they want i'm happy to get people into permanent mm. positions it means i've not only done what i wanted to do i.e try to get them a temporary job but i've actually got them a permanent job now so that's a that's a plus from my point of view and i and go for it i need nothing uh, from them after that or hear from them or from the employee go for it do your own thing and good luck to you in that job Mm. So, and if they have any issues with their employer, let's say they are part-time or temporary and they have any problems, so they come back to you then? They, they will, so they will come to us. So, you help them resolve these issues and everything? Or? Oh, yes, yes, totally. Oh, because uh, I, I, I have a, a uh, uh, an agreement, contract, call it whatever you want, with both sides, mm. with, with, with the conditions written on it so that everyone knows. But if it's something which is not there... I'm always happy to sit down with both sides and resolve the issues mm. if they want, if they can't resolve them themselves. But uh, to be truthful, I haven't had a situation like that so far because I try to set the expectations so that everyone is really yeah. aware of, of what to expect, aware of what they're going to get out of this, aware of what's the potential they could get out of it if they went to the next step. So setting the expectations is very important. Mm. It's very important from the employer because the employer knows exactly what he's getting. It's very important from the employee. And the reason is that 
many of the people I have who are professional people, lawyers, as you say, mm. uh, accountants, they're, they're senior people in companies or have been senior mm. people in companies. So they're moving out. And in some cases, they're expecting the same terms, conditions, everything when they move in. It doesn't work like that, yeah. unfortun unfortunately. Unfortunately. So what I'm trying to do is, it, as I say and continue to say, is at least get a yeah, step into the door. What happens after that is really between the employer mm. and the employee. Mm. So uh, trying trying to assist, hence the, yeah. the name. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hmm. Um, so what else? Um, could you give us some examples of people you have placed somewhere? <laughs> yes. You know, not not yes. naming the companies, but saying, for no, example, no, you're, like you're right, you're whatever, right. What, the what people do then, or what? Or do you get feedback from them, like testimonials? Oh, that's great, or whatever. <laughs> Yes, of yeah. course, and and I have to give you uh, an example which I thoroughly enjoy, and an example which I thought is going to keep me poor for the rest of my life. Good. It, uh, <laughs> that's not the driver. As it's not the driver for my people, it's not the driver for me. But I, I'll give you an example. I went to a function, and uh, it, at this function down in the in the city in Sydney. Uh, I was speaking with some people and I had the opportunity to get on stage and explain to people uh, what uh, what I was doing. Everyone loves it. Of course, why not? There's nothing to dislike about this, uh, this type of service. Mm. Uh, but after I got off the stage, I, I immediately had uh, oh, lots of people come up to me. Some saying, look, I'm, I'm looking for... Uh, I, I'm looking for work, and I have others who came up to me and said, "Well, I'm looking for people." Mm. By co by coincidence, I had a few companies come up to me, people from the companies, and tell me, "Oh, yeah, I'm looking for professionals in this field." Mm -hmm. uh, one was one was an accountant, one was a a bookkeeper, I think it was. Don't don't hold me to that. Mm. And by coincidence, I'd just been speaking with yeah. people. I'd just been who speaking were an with accountant. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I told them, wait a second, I, I called the other people over, they yeah. had a conversation, and they're working there now. Oh, so, right, you know, that's that, fantastic, yeah. All, all I did was to put them together, and I think that's what's missing in a lot of this, uh, a lot of cases, is the opportunity to put people together and let them do their thing, because they mm. will. If one needs somebody, and if someone wants <laughs> to work there, they will find a way to do it. Other places, I... I've had uh, quite good success in the uh, uh, telemarketing side mm -hmm. because tele, tele, the reason it's successful there is because uh, it's, a, it's a question of older people have the, the patience, they have the knowledge, they have the experience, they know how to speak with uh, people. Mm. And uh, in, in many cases, telemarketing, and I'm not talking about the fast selling that uh, <laughs> we, we all have every evening every because it drives us all crazy yeah but I'll give but I'll give you an example I'll give you an example uh, I had one uh, one company I met that said look I, I need only two ladies to sell some cleaning products mm. that we have to do some telemarketing for us uh, in the morning and in the the afternoon let's start with a couple of uh, people and most of the people I'm working with, they don't want to work full-time anyhow, so they work yeah. four hours a day, five hours a day. Yeah. So uh, what happened with these? I thought, where am I going to find the right people? 
So I went up to my local bowling club and I walked around the bowling club, had a cup of coffee, spoke with, uh, as I say, when I go for coffee with my dear wife in the mornings, people sitting around, spoke with them, got two ladies. Now, these two ladies uh, in their 50s, nice uh, uh, talking voice, uh, and uh, they started work there. Wonderful. Why wonderful? Because they knew what they were talking about. They've done this. They were housewives. Yeah, that was yeah. their, their, their profession. So they, they knew the cleaning. They knew the problems. They knew what people could uh, expect. And, and they were wonderful at it. And until today, they still continue to do it. Mm. I, I, I have at the moment, by the way, I, I'm uh, just finding an office manager for a large organization uh, down in Sydney. Just sent him last night uh, a couple of CVs from other people. I will get uh, I will get mm. him in there. I, I have uh, engineers working in a company that writes uh, uh, replies to tenders. And why engineers? Because they're technical people. They know what they're writing. They know how to write it and how they should present it. Uh, I'm a bid manager out there in an organization also. And these are people who've more or less done this type of uh, work in the past. Mm. Uh, they want to get back into work. That's that's the mm. thing. The, the, I've had some terrible stories with uh, with people who've been out of work for years, mm. and during this these years, what's happened with them is uh, they've gone to a uh, an interview, and don't forget, a lot of the larger organizations are outsourcing mm. the the manpower. So what what's what's the unfortunate thing is when they go to interviews. They they appear to be the father or the grandfather of the person who's uh, interviewing them yeah. because this person is so young. Yeah, yeah. So 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 immediately is, they they feel uncomfortable and the person at yeah. the desk feels uncomfortable. And they, so already, mm, you know it's not going to go well. And there is this also this gap of the the communication style. There is all these people who talk about how generations communicate with each other and how problem you know how many problems there are if generation X talks to generation y or something and i mean that's that's even worse if there's someone sitting there 25 or something and you come there I, you're I, 50. yeah i i i can uh, attest is... that i can confirm to that because i know how they communicate i have six children the only time i communicate with them is when they put their hand out looking for money <laughs> or something else so i know yeah, you're absolutely yeah. it's right. really that's a whole other topic and i can imagine it, that it is. this is really hard for people who then yeah have to yes. deal with these younger and also also the it, other it side is. the young people they don't know well, what is this guy now who you know they they maybe know that this guy knows much more than they know but it's kind of a bit of but a they don't, tricky but situation they don't realize it yeah because it's it's first impressions it's, yeah you know, it's you really never, hard yeah you never get a you never get another so, chance to make a first yeah, impression one so of my favorite things <laughs> Well, it's true. Yeah, Unfortunately, it's, true. Yeah. it's so, it's so true. true. Yeah. Because when they see someone walking through the door, the age of their parents or the age of their mm, grandparents, mm. The, the first reaction is, oh, you know, not not even in my league. I'm, uh, I know everything. Yeah, we can yeah, do yeah, everything. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, you know, the, the opportunity is just it's about gone immediately. Gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A... And, and unfortunately, this is what, uh, what happens. Hence the reason that uh, that another one of the reasons I have gray assists because as you can see myself I am no spring chicken I, I can mm. associate with these people I'm actually older than most of the people who mm. come to me mm. so I can really understand uh, mm. the, the situations with them so yeah. that being the case you know they're, they're 
the people I meet and the people I sit down with and uh, we talk. I, I never interview people. I, I talk with them just mm. to find out what, what, what is the story, how we can help, where would you feel comfortable, yeah, what is exactly. it you want to do. And, and again, this is all part of setting the expectation mm. because it's really very important to set the expectation. Have you ever been with a candidate to an interview or don't you do that? Like No, no, no. no. I, I I don't do it because I, I think that uh, I have very little to offer at a meeting like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say very little because I know what the uh, what the employer wants. I know what the employee wants. Uh, mm. They're mature people. They they don't need a referee in the middle. Uh, I let them get on with it as they want. I, I, I can tell you uh, another story uh Not everything is rosy. Uh, I, yeah. I did. I did have another company who were looking for people. I sent people down there. They interviewed them. They took them on board, and I've actually never heard from the company again. As far as I know, the people are working there. At least I hope so. I don't care. As I told you at the beginning, I'm not doing this uh, uh, to to make myself a rich man. I, I'm doing mm-hmm. this because I want people back in. So if they've taken the people and if they're working with them and if they're still working with them, good luck to them. Good luck. Mm-hmm. To them. I, I, i have one thing uh, which is very important to me. This I, I'm working on uh, um, with my word, and I'm working on trust. If anyone mm. doesn't want to work that way, then that's entirely up to them. I, I'll still continue to work with them if they're taking people. I have no no issues with that at all. Mm. Yeah, well, it's an interesting topic, and um, so hopefully well, it, it, there's. And I think, um, and I, I read a lot about a lot of people. I mean, I from not know from myself when we came here um, to Australia six years ago I mean was not downsizing anything but I stopped working for over a year and I got so bored I said after all I got I can't I have to do something now you know and this is I think the same because these people the, the baby boomers these days they are all quite well educated a lot of them They are, you know, wealthy. They are clever. They and they just maybe. I think a lot of people want to have a bit of work. You know, they want to they want to enjoy their lifestyle because that's why they downsized and why they moved somewhere else or why they sold their house. But in the end, you can't just do go to the golf course all day or, you know, they're no, sitting there right. having that's coffee right. with the neighbor. So at some point, and this is really would be a waste of their knowledge and qualifications if they didn't do anything. And um, the other thing, a lot of people like um, volunteering as well. Do you do anything in that area? So I, I don't. And yeah. the, the, reason, the reason, no, no, but the reason I don't is because if I do something in a volunteering, they, they can volunteer themselves, themselves and they yeah. know where to go. Yeah. Uh, it means I am taking time away from uh, uh, people who really need uh, assistance in finding yeah. work. Yeah. And, yeah. and I prefer to get them uh, back into it. Into work if it's mm. if it's possible if it's possible to do that. Uh, yeah, so right. for that reason, I, I prefer to spend the time trying to find uh, uh, work for people. Mm. And as mm. I said at the beginning, also, basically, uh, we are looking at uh, uh, part-time work and temporary. And temporary. this goes back to what you just said. Now, you you said that uh, most people are uh, are retired. You say some of them are wealthy. Some of this, yes, you, you're right, but not all of them. You know mm. the ones who the ones who have been forced out of work for some reason or other. Uh, these are people who don't feel comfortable mm. uh, going down to the golf course, or don't feel comfortable having their coffee, or don't feel comfortable going doing something else. But 
they they do need a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, the reason for them to get out of bed is that they have to be able to do something. They need to. They need a job. They need to be thinking. They need to be active in body and in mind. The ones the ones who retire themselves have done it voluntarily, and mm. they've done it okay. They might take six months and decide, hey, you know, I'm bored with this. I need to do something. But during that six months, they, they'll have more or less been satisfied in what they're doing because it was their own choice and they have the funds to be able to support it. If I look at the others who are out of work, not through any reason or fault of their own, mm. they're not happy during this period mm. of time, mm. six months. They are trying to find work, desperately trying to find work. The problem is after six months, if they haven't found work, I... I I fear that uh, they they start to become despondent. They lose their self confidence. Mm. They think I'm never going to be in work again, and th and that's when the rot yeah, sets. That's uh, when and, you and start thinking that way. Then it just happens that way, you know. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, which is which is this. which is a shame because after that, I I believe that it just gets more more difficult to mm. find something. And these are the people I want to get back into the mm. the workforce. Only on a part-time basis. Only for the for them to have something to, yeah. to a reason a reason to get up in the morning. Yeah, that's important. And you have to keep your brain active and do something. You know, like absolutely <laughs> that helps you. Yeah. And and they have to the mentoring. And, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. Yes, and the mentoring is a big bit of it. I don't I don't take anything away from the mentoring because if a company has younger people, mm. they they all think they know everything. Good luck to them. I have yeah, six yeah. kids. Six kids, and they all think they know everything. I know what it's like. Uh, but mm. uh, mentoring is it's people with experience and knowledge and capabilities mm. and networks and leads and whatever can mentor the younger generation. Whether the younger mm. generation take notice of it or are, are willing to accept the, the knowledge and experience, that's entirely up to them. But at least the older ones can say, look, I've done this half a dozen times. I've made mistakes also. This is the best way I've found to to do it. Entirely up to you whether or not you uh, you want to do it that yeah. way. But I, I think it's very very important mm. uh, that mentoring is part of the offering out there. Yeah. And mentoring is something that the employer should take into consideration sure. when when taking an older person. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's great. So. Um I have no more questions for you. If you are happy, or if you do, you want to share anything else? What um, we didn't cover, or yes, yes, yes. One? I would just like I would just like to to one or two comments, if if, if you don't mind, uh, uh, Bettina. That is that there's very little uh, reluctance from the uh, the the older workers, the seniors, or the retirees or semi-retirees to go back to work. They're willing. They're capable, they're knowledgeable, mm. they're reliable, and they, they, they want to do it. Now, yeah. most, most, of the, uh, most of the reluctance I found is from employers. So if I could just say to employers, employers, just take into consideration, just take into consideration, here you have people who have the knowledge and the experience, a world of it, a lifetime of knowledge and experience with all the leads and the contacts and the networking that you as an employer spend a lot of money to get. And here are people who are willing to share it with you. Not only will they share it with you, they can be advantageous, a benefit for your company. They'll help your company grow. 
they can mentor your people. And because they're working part-time and out of the professions, they, they're not looking for the same terms and conditions that you may have to give someone else if you take someone else from a different company. So take it into consideration. The older people are not thrown on the, the heap on the sides. They're still active. They're still willing to work. They still have a lot to contribute to, into any business. And they, the employers should take that into consideration. Your employers, your future is walking past your offices every day, sitting at the, the green every day, playing golf every day. These are the people who want to work for you. And if you don't take advantage of it, your competitor will. So that's the, the, the only uh, uh, last item I would like mm. to say to employers. Take advantage. Don't, and I, I say it in a nice way. Take advantage of all of these resources that are out there, all of this knowledge, this experience and capability that's out there in the form of the older workers, the seniors and the retirees. Thank you. That was a fantastic closing sentence. And um, yeah, thanks a lot for sharing your story and your knowledge and everything. And <laughs> just uh, uh, to repeat again, if someone is interested, go to Bill's website, which is www.graceassist.com. Dot .au. .au, all right, .com.au. And you will find all the contact details and everything, all the information you need to know to contact Bill or to learn more how it all works. All right, thanks a lot, Bill. Um, I'm just wrapping up this podcast and um, would like to um, inform you about my first downsizing workshop in 2015, which will happen on the 27th of February in Castle Hill. Um, it's a, a workshop that I have created for those of you who have who struggle to get started with the downsizing, who have too much stuff, don't know who, how to declutter. Um, it's a three-hour um, interactive learning session and you will get expert advice on decluttering, space planning and storage optimization. Um, you will have the chance to get your questions answered and connect with like-minded people. Um, so start a more meaningful life next year by getting rid of excess clutter and stuff and focus on the more important things in your retirement years. We just talked about that. <laughs> and yes. um, so to book your seat for this workshop, go to my website, which is downsizewithstyle.com and click on the downsizing 101 workshop tab and there you will find all the information. And uh, if you found this podcast valuable, please return the favor and leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Um, you will find the link to iTunes on the Downsize with Style website, again, under the podcast tab. And thank you so much for listening today. And I wish you a great week and speak to you soon. Bye. Yes. Bye-bye.